Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. We read a portion of our gospel lesson from Matthew chapter 20 again. So when the first ones came, they assumed they would get more, but they received a denarius each. When they received it, they began to complain to the landowner. These last men put in one hour and you made them equal to us who bore the burden of the day's work and the, and the burning heat. He replied to one of them, friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Didn't you agree with me on a denarius? Take what is yours and go. I want to give to this last man the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with what is mine? Are you jealous because I'm generous? So the last will be first and first last. We pray. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. In the name of Jesus Christ, dear fellow redeemed. So what does it mean to be a worker in the landowner's vineyard? It means simply to be a Christian here and now. And to be a Christian, to explain in one of the best ways, is simply to use what Martin Luther says in his explanation to the second article of the Creed, which I'll summarize. There it says that a worker, a Christian, is one who believes who Jesus is. True God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary. It also says that a worker, a Christian, is one who believes what he has done for you. He has redeemed me, a lost and condemned creature, purchased and won me from all sin, from death, and from the power of the devil. It says that a worker, a Christian, is one who believes how Jesus did all this, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood and his innocent suffering and death. And finally, it describes what this worker, this Christian, must do while he is in the vineyard in order that I might be his own, live under him in his kingdom, and serve him, to be under him. You know, he is Lord, he is king, I am a servant. All this also comes packaged in our, our baptism, if you think about it. We're baptized into Christ, the one who is both God and man. We are baptized for the forgiveness of all our sins that he wants. And for others, even way later, maybe just moments before they died, think of the thief on the cross. So, many of you have been, have been a Christian since infant, infancy. You have not missed a beat. There's been an admirable con, uh, consistency throughout your lives. Some of you come from a long line of faithful Christians, a wonderful and blessed heritage. Some of you have lived better lives than the rest of us and avoided those ugly and big sins. Some of you have shown greater love and mercy to your neighbor, especially those in need. 
Some of you have given more for the work of the church so that it could continue to exist and even grow. Some of you have a better grasp of Christian doctrine, showing great loyalty to its purity. Some of you have waged noble battles in the defense of the truth, maybe when others should have but did not. Some of you have been in, more involved in, in mission work and evangelism to, to bring the gospel to your neighbor and to those in countries far away. Some of you have had to suffer more. You've borne a, borne a heavier cross. You've endured more. Some of you have been persecuted because you stood up and confessed the truths of Christianity when it was scary and dangerous and you paid the price. Some of you have simply kept the commandments within your family or other vocations better and more humbly than the rest of us. And you've done all these things while remaining in repentance and trust in Jesus alone. But as Jesus points out in this parable, there was a problem that one of these groups of workers ends up having. They start seeing their work through a particular lens. They bring with them a particular assumption. And that lens or assumption has to do with the concept of merit, an earning mentality. They start thinking and saying, we have worked longer than them, we've worked harder than them, we've had to suffer more than them, and that means we have earned something they have not. We have merited something before the landowner that they have not. There is, of course, some truth to this. Again, some have worked longer, harder, suffered more in God's kingdom here on earth. You know, you see this in the Bible. You think of Noah, you think of Elijah, you think of Jeremiah, the other prophets. You think of those who had to go into captivity in Babylon. You think of the early Christians who made the good confession and performed acts of mercy and were persecuted and some were martyred you think of christians throughout the centuries you know in the communist countries it's been horrible very often india muslim countries you know including those in in those muslim countries who were who converted from islam to christianity and they were beheaded as they confessed their faith and as they loved and forgave their enemies it is horrifying what is sometimes been done to them. And it is amazing to think of what many Christians have done when it comes to loving their neighbor and enduring. So here are two points for us to understand and remember. First, all of these works and services they have done in the vineyard here on earth including the works you have done. No matter how long or how difficult, they are all the work of the Holy Spirit within our lives. So all these things you have done are good. Well done, 
brothers and sisters in Christ. Second, none of these good works and services make us any more worthy before God. We do not earn any more before God by any of these. And if we think so, if we look at them through such a lens, if we bring this assumption with us, if we think we deserve more from God because that Christian next to us has not done as much as we have, has not worked as long, has not suffered as long, has not borne the burden of the day or, or felt the scorching heat as we have, then we are like the complaining workers in the parable to whom Jesus said, the first will be last. To think in our hearts that we can earn God's favor, to assume that we deserve God's reward because of what we have done is a dangerous thing. For that lens, that assumption, that way of thinking denies the reality of our sinfulness, as the Bible describes it. It robs God of his grace toward us. It redirects us from Christ and his work to our very imperfect work that is always tainted with sin. And in the end, it will send us to hell. That's what Jesus means when he says the first will be last. What has made us worthy is the generosity, the grace alone of the vineyard owner for whom we are to work. Jesus is the generous, gracious, good, merciful vineyard owner. What has made us worthy is not our work in the vineyard, but the work of the vineyard owner. It was the Lord's living, his dying, his suffering for all our sins. Where we were even called to work in his vineyard. It is his work that makes us worthy. We simply have the privilege, the great privilege of being called to work in his vineyard here on earth, to follow him, to be Christians. In fact, if we want to talk about what we have earned, the Bible, how works and service fit in, Paul answers that in the very next verse, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Workmanship. Workers in the vineyard. Of course, we could give many examples, but this is one that came to my mind this last week. In one of my former churches, there was an older member 
who always took it upon himself to go and visit uh, members who were either in the hospital or shut-ins and nursing homes. And he did this all by himself, he did it for years. And uh, he was kind of a unique individual. Um, and then he himself ended up in a nursing home. It is to be visited. So I, I share this with you to impress upon you and me this truth. There are many ways to, to work in the vineyard, of course, but, but this is one. It's a relatively easy one and a very meaningful one. And we don't have a lot of shut-ins or a lot of people in the hospital, but we do have several. And so it's something we, we can all think about because it is very meaningful, especially for those who do not get many visitors. And I know some of you have taken upon yourself to do so. Well done. But, uh, you know, it's, it's reminiscent of the words of Jesus. You know, I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Whatever you did for the least of these brothers of mine, you have also done for me. You get a denarius. You get heaven. And uh, Jesus confirms this in words just preceding our parable when he says, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake. In other words, all those who have trusted not in themselves, not in anybody else, not in something else in this world, but only in Christ and then followed Christ and done the work of following Christ, done good deeds. He says, will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. Inherit eternal life. And inheritance is not something you earn. It is a gift because you belong to a family, a particular family. Through faith in Jesus Christ, Jesus has become your brother. And therefore, his father is your father. And therefore, what belongs to them is gifted to you. So, you are in the vineyard, fellow believers. You have been hired by Christ, who has paid for all your sins, forgiven you all your sins, has promised you salvation, and all this by pure grace. The vineyard owner, Jesus, cannot get any more generous and while you are here in this vineyard by faith, you live under him in his kingdom, you serve him, you love him, you love your fellow believers, you love your neighbors, you speak about Christ to others, you bear your cross with joy, and by grace you endure. And not only will you endure, but you will receive your reward of heaven, one for you by the work and the effort and service of Christ alone. Therefore, work well, work hard, 
Bear the burden of the day, the scorching heat if need be. But do not let your work, your toil, and suffering for Christ's sake turn into self-righteousness. It is the undeserved love of God in Christ that brought you into the kingdom of grace, keeps you there, and that makes you holy and righteous and forgiven in God's sight. It's of God that surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.